Welcome to episode 12 of Spark. I'm Angela Wagner. And I'm Nicole Esquino. And together we're here as your host for a mix of happy hour style venting and results-based coaching. Spark is a judgment-free space where we'll chat about the brilliant bits of life as well as the bits that are a little more sucky. With lightness, laughter, and the belief that there's no such thing as oversharing, we'll guide you in finding clear paths out of murky messes and toward discovering inspiration in everyday moments. This week, we will discuss how being average can actually make you excel, why you should create a negativity shield, and why those little trial size items aren't as cute as they might seem. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 12. Nicole, how you doing, my dear? I'm doing good over here in the closet. <laughs> I love it. Yes. How, how is that cozy water closet? It is very nice and cozy. And if you guys haven't seen that picture yet, you need to go look at episode 11 blog. There's a cute picture of me in here with the water bottles. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's pretty funny. Yes. And I am in my mom's sewing room at her house. So that's new. I love it. Recording is serious business, guys. Yeah, I should take some photos. I'm surrounded by thread and fabric and a mannequin. <laughs> I love it. And then and there's a is there's a crib in the middle of the room cuz we're staying at my parents' house right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly a recording studio, but it has a lot of ambiance. Yeah, mine's cozy at least. <laughs> That's true. Very cozy. So you're going on vacation next week, huh? I am, girlfriend. I'm so excited. A whole week, we're just hopping in the car, me, the hubs, and the fur babies, and we're just taking off heading west. No final destination in mind. <laughs> no, really? Like, you don't have any specific, like, things no, nothing at all. We're just going and really, it really depends on the weather out there. There's been a lot of snow and stuff. So we'll just kind of like play it by ear. But yeah, no reservations, no hotels, nothing. We're just, we're just going. <laughs> Are you going to camp? We're going to try and camp as much as we can because uh, that's the easiest thing with the dogs. Finding hotels or Airbnbs that take dogs is like a whole another mm. <laughs> a whole another thing. Uh, but it'll really depend on the weather. If it's a little too cold, this gal is not sleeping outside. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Are, do you think you'll go all the way to California or do you think? Um, I think that would be like the ultimate goal to make it to California, but it'll <laughs> it'll really just depend on on how it how it goes this is the first really long road trip for the puppies so we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes but i'm excited <laughs> okay we want lots of pictures and hopefully there won't be any sucky moments but there'll be lots of inspiration oh yeah i'm sure there's gonna be lots of interesting things <laughs> <laughs> yeah reality says there will be some sucky moments but we'll pretend that yeah exactly <laughs> me vic the dogs in a car for a long time oh it's gonna be interesting <laughs> oh, yeah yeah there might be some plastic bag moments there might definitely oh well, okay good i can't wait to hear all right so speaking of sucky moments here's our sucky scale one being kind of sucky five being super sucky one <sighs> two three Seriously? Four. Five. Do you want to share? I think you're up for sucky moment. So I give this sucky moment a two. 
So recently, this happened when we were recording, and we happened to be recording the podcast at at your house, and this was a fun one. We decided to go out to lunch to good old Chipotle, and we went to get in my car, and my car wouldn't start, which, whoa, was a scary moment, um, and come to find out, my battery had died. It was just one of those things where the battery, had its life had ended. <laughs> I'd had it for a long time, but... Uh, it was one of those could have been really bad moments because I have to like be back in Dallas by five because I teach the last class at Yoga Sport Dallas on Fridays and whew, it could have been a hot mess, especially since it's the only car that Vic and I have. So whew, carless is a whole nother thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, that would be stressful. Well, so you handled it really well. And what was your inspired action? I think the inspired action came from you and I both just being really calm about it. Like it happened. It's one one of those things that happens in life and we were just like okay what's the solution we started to brainstorm figure it out we got your car we moved your car around we figured out how to jump start my car which I'm very proud of us for figuring out and because I've never done that before so we figured it out got my battery to restart and we were good to go so I think it's staying calm so that the solution can present itself instead of getting into that frenzied space of which is very easy to get into like oh no I'm not going to make it back to Dallas in time or all those things that unfold after but yeah it actually wasn't that bad oh yeah yeah well I do have to say that the weather was lovely that day it was sunny and it was a gorgeous day to jumpstart a car so we got pretty lucky in that respect we did and yeah, it could, we couldn't have asked for a better situation for a sucky moment to happen, which is kind of funny to say. <laughs> so wait, you said something backtracking that I think is really important about the sucky moment where you said something like this is going to happen, like these things happen. So I think that's huge in our expectations of life, because a lot of times we'll look at a situation like this and be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this happened to me. Like the world's against me. And it's like, car batteries don't last forever. So they're going to die eventually. Just be grateful that it's a situation where you're not like, you know, halfway down 35 towards Austin and stuck by yourself, you know? Exactly. And I think it's just important to remember that like these things aren't happening to you because I sometimes get sucked into that space of like, oh, it's happening to me. It just happened. And then you have to fix it and move on. Yeah. Yeah. But you're, yeah, things happen in life. They're going to happen. So I think it's just part of it. But Okay, good. All right. Well, we're going to move on to a topic that I really enjoy that is from a book called Improv Wisdom, and we'll post the link to it um, on our show notes. So go to AngelaWagnerCoaching.com and podcast episode 12, and we'll have that link there. And um, this is such a neat little book. I, we're actually using it right now in teacher development, which is a teacher training I'm doing for people that have already gone through 200 hours, and most people are actively teachers. And this book can apply to uh, so many different facets in life. I feel like everybody can get something out of it. But the chapter that I wanted to highlight for today is called Be Average, which goes against every part of my body and but like every bone in my body it just is like oh be average what do you mean I'm supposed to excel and be amazingly creative and unique at all moments um which we know is not possible and exhausting right Nicole oh yeah totally I mean who lives in in that space where they're always at that you know yeah. And what even is that? But you and I try very often to be in that space that doesn't exist. 
on the daily. <laughs> yeah, so I picked out four bullet points that I think are helpful that were that resonated with me. So the first one is perfect is close enough. Close enough is perfect. Often we don't finish when we're trying to make things perfect. You'll get a lot more done and feel less anxious. So that to me is so big because I often spend so much time on these little minute details, which I am a huge detail person. And I, I do think there's a time and a place where that's super effective and needs to happen. Like with um, writing and editing, I really that I will never go away from. I'm like, no, I, I still like when I read CNN.com, I'm like shocked at how many typos I read daily. I'm like, <laughs> somebody get in there. And, you know, so I do think that certain things need to have that. But then there's a lot of other things in life where we're just spending so much time trying to perfect these little things that really in the grand scheme of things don't matter. Yeah, for sure. I think I'm the exact same way where I want everything to be exactly how I want it to be. I have like this image in my mind of what it's going to be like. But then sometimes if it doesn't come out like that, I just get paralyzed and then I can't do anything. So I'm not moving forward. I'm not making any progress at all. Yes, yes. So notice when you're doing that, when you're in the middle of a task that takes a long time and are you kind of picking it apart to a point where it's not really serving you anymore. And so many times I feel like you and I have done that in projects where we'll just stop and be like, you know what? It's good enough. Mm -hmm. Like move on. Yeah. (laughs) This is not that important. I love when you say that and I'm like, Oh, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. And it's often with something like a poster or something. And we generally don't design those, but we'll change little things for year to year so that we don't have to always send them to our designer. And it might be like moving a quote down or changing this little, um, you know, the font size or this or that. And, you know, all of that's important. But then there's a point where only you and I are going to notice the changes we're making at that point. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a million things on our to-do list. So perfect is close enough, people. Uh, the second one was when asking to uncover what is obvious to you, count on the fact that your view is already unique. And that I love that gives so much freedom and not needing to be Oh, so incredibly special. And that actually was part of the reason that I decided to go ahead and start this podcast because in coaching and so many things in life, you can, if you do a lot of research and you read a lot and you're out there, you can start to feel, or at least I felt like, oh, this has all been done. It's all been said. What value do I have that's unique? But in the end, everyone has their own voice and that, that in and of itself is unique. Totally agree. I think this comes up for me when I first started teaching yoga and I had a really hard time sharing anything like personal stories or experiences in class because I felt like each moment needed to be like an earth shattering piece of advice every class, which is a really that's a big expectation to live up to. Oh, man. Yeah, (laughs) I know. So whenever we yeah, whenever I'm teaching teachers, that is huge because people are like, I want to inspire people and Mm -hmm. I want them to walk away feeling inspired. But then, you know, you just sometimes you just teach yoga because that's just what you have that day. And people will feel inspired because you taught them yoga. That's it. Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, sometimes we make it so hard. All right. Number three that I chose. These aren't like anything specific. These are just my notes. But what is ordinary to you is often a revelation to others. Ah, okay. This one I think is so great because it's true, especially when you're doing something that you're used to doing all the time, whether it's your job or your hobby, something that you're good at, you can think that 
whatever it is that you know and that you're giving to others is just not that big of a deal when they may or may not have heard it. They might not understand it on that level. And I um, teach this a lot with yoga teachers, just like you said, because we understand the body and the anatomy is very detailed. And so like go into a class and you might feel like, okay, well, the cue I'm giving or the lesson I'm giving is just ordinary. They can get this anywhere. But really, they they often don't know what you're teaching them. And so it is a revelation just you know, they might have this huge aha moment in a cue you gave. Yeah, you really honestly don't know how things land on other people because you don't know what space they're in, how their day was. I feel like there's so many contributing factors to that, that it's not just what you say. It's like how it's said, how it lands. There's so many pieces there. Yeah, yeah. But what is ordinary to you mm-hmm. is often a revelation to others. I, you just want to think about that in everything you do because there's always something that you can share that will help someone else, even if you think it's ordinary. It's I not. love that. Ugh. Yes. It, yeah, it's good advice. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is a quote that she put in from Marcel Proust. The real voyage of discovery lies not in seeking new landscapes, but in having new eyes. Whoa. Ooh. That one, like, <laughs> I had to like pause and let that one hit for a second. <laughs> Yeah, so the discovery lies in having new eyes, so new perspectives, new ways of looking at things can change so much in life. So this was a really good chapter. Um, If you do get the book, it's page 60 is be average, but there's so many other things. She's an improv teacher, the author, but it applies to, oh gosh, life. (laughs) Yeah, it's very relatable. All jobs, all people. It's, It's a good one. Yeah, an easy, easy, quick little book. It can fit in your purse. It's fantastic. Yeah, and I love that she has little, um, at the end of each one, she gives you like little task or challenge type things to like practice in real life, which are super cool to try to incorporate in. And oh man, some of them will make you very aware and get you very clear. And yeah, big fun. Big fun. Yeah, so go get it. And Maybe in a few episodes or like maybe 10 episodes from now, we'll bring it back and we'll, you know, we'll feature another section from it because there's, there's a lot of goodness there. So, all right, we're going to move on. We're going to move on to a word from our sponsor, which of course is us. (laughs) And we won't give you the lungs feel. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I'm starting a yoga teacher training uh, March 14th. And we, I only do one a year. It's in Dallas. If you are local, if you're not local, we actually have at least two people that aren't local that are going to Skype in on Tuesday nights. And then there's seven weekends. So we actually have some people that are driving in. Uh, but one girl lives like four hours away and she's just going to stay in Dallas. So you don't necessarily have to be local. We have two spots left, but if you are thinking about becoming a teacher or you really just want to do a personal development program, come join me. Nicole's a big part of it. Everyone my studio is. I've been doing it for years and it's one of my favorite things. So if you put in the promo code spark podcast, you can save 200 bucks and it's, we're not offering any more discounts anywhere else. So it's a secret. You're in, (laughs) you're in. Yeah. So that's it. That's all we got. And it's starting, I guess once this airs, it'll be a week from when you guys hear it less than a week. Ah. (laughs) All right. Moving on to Ask Coach A. Wag. So if you have a question to ask us, podcast at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. We've been getting some really fun questions and comments. This is quickly becoming my favorite part of the podcast, though, is the questions. 
oh yeah, it's fun. So please, please keep sending them in. Okay, and I will say for this one, I recruited my good friend Eric again and we talked with him or I talked with him and I shared with you guys episode 10 Karen had a question about how do you not beat yourself up for setbacks so if you want to go back and listen to that one and we'll also put a link up to his website again but he's a good friend of mine and he is incredibly knowledgeable about habit change so he and I discussed this because this one was another juicy one so it was so juicy that our listener didn't want us to say her name in case her family listened, which I love. <laughs> I love because it. That means people are spreading the love. And please tell your friends and family about us because that's how we will grow. But okay, here is the question. Dun, 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 dun. How do I prevent feeding off of other people's energy? I went to dinner with my family last night. My sister's energy drove me to eat a basket of bread. I'll own my actions, but do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yes, girl. We know. <laughs> She's like, I know. I ate the bread. Okay. So there's, I may also made these into um, numbered bullets because I'm a fan of organization. So we'll just list them. All right. So the first one I love, he says, put up a negativity shield. Oh, I love it. I can visualize this one. I know. I know, I'm totally picturing this shield and a cape and super, super woman slash man slash whoever. Ooh, that's our next Halloween costume. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Okay, so if she is aware that it's there, she can choose to let it bounce off. So that's really a visualization technique, which I know can sound kind of silly and hokey, but it's sort of amazing what visualization can do when you really put your mind to something. So it's one of those things where you know that that person is going to frustrate you. You can either decide that you're going to give into it and get frustrated and react to it, or you can, one of the ways is imagine that there's this shield. All right. The second one he says that she's not her sister. So her sister's negativity is not her. This is one that I often get challenged with because I take on people's energy. Do you, are you, how do you deal with that? Um, I don't think I take on people's energy as much. I think I, I don't know. I think to a degree I do, but I'm very aware of other people like when they're in a negative space and I realize that it doesn't have anything to do with me, that they're just in their own, like that's your stuff, you know? Yeah. I so, feel like you're really good at that. I, I like soak it up and in a way that's not healthy sometimes, depending on what it is. Yeah. I try to just like give the good energy back. Give them the sunshine is what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fight you back with some sunshine. Take that. Exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes. So you can, let's see what else he said in this one was um, reassure yourself that you're choosing a more noble path. So I mean, without getting all uppity and I'm better than you, it's like, you know, I'm going to choose this path of positivity. I put up my negativity shield. Excellent. Number three is we have to understand that others are beyond our control. So they can't make us feel a certain way unless we relinquish power to them. And this one, I mean, we just something I think we have to say, some of us have to say is like a mantra because we know it, right? We know we can't control others yet. We're often in a battle to try to do it. For sure. So I'm going to repeat this one section. They can't make us feel a certain way. <laughs> Um, 
So here's a, something that I have found helpful that I learned years ago, and it's called a heart to heart confrontation. And the way that you do it is if you're having, if you're struggling with something or someone, right. And it's so often that we all say like, you made me feel mad. You know, you left your clothes all over the place and you made me mad or whatever. And so the way that you can handle this, where you put some space and you're not actually blaming them as you say when you and then you insert whatever action it is whatever it is that they're doing that frustrates you when you blank I feel blank now notice notice the semantics it's I feel this way you're not saying you're making me you're not placing the blame because your feeling is real right so the frustration the the um, embarrassment the sadness the hurtfulness whatever it is that in it is in and of itself is real. So when we say that, um, you know, we can't like other people can't make us feel, it doesn't mean that the feelings aren't there. It's just that we're in control of them. Like we're the ones creating the feeling because you can think of it this way, that there could be two situations of the exact same things that happened, right? Like it could be say the car battery dying, right? You could have those parallels. So you could have Nicole over here in Dallas on that day. And then that same day you could have, you know, Sally Smith down the street, she's screaming, she's upset or whatever, right? And so same situation, different reaction. So it's not the actual situation or the person that causes us to have the feeling. It's the way that we choose to react. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, totally. And it made me think about like any time that Vic and I are arguing about something, I always my my initial reaction to everything is like, why are you being mean to me? Like, or why? Why are you saying this? And it's always like his intention is not to be mean to me, <laughs> but that's how it feels. And if I respond like that, we're not really talking about the action that's really hurting my feelings, you know? Have you tried the heart to heart with him? I haven't, but I love it. I feel like this is going to be very useful on the road trip. <laughs> oh, yes. When you this and and if it doesn't work, it's not like a magic pill where then all of a sudden someone's like, oh, they're not blaming me because the person can very often hear it just as if you're blaming them. But then you could clarify, honey, I'm not blaming you. I'm owning this feeling. I just want you to know that when you you know leave trash in the car, it frustrates me. I feel frustrated. I feel frustrated. I don't want to feel frustrated, but I do. So what can we do? Right. And so you come from a place of let's talk about this and have an open conversation versus I'm mad at you and I'm going to just blame you and I'm just going to, you know, whatever it is, rant and rave. So I think that helps you be really clear about like what action happened that caused whatever feeling I'm having. So I think that helps you to be really clear to acknowledge this is what is happening without placing any blame. Just like here, this is it. Mm-hmm. And it helps us to, to clarify what it is that's upsetting us because mm-hmm. often it's like, well, you're upsetting me, but it's like, it's not really them. It's the action that they're doing. Right. So yeah, that's big. Um, yeah. I think it's a, I think it's an important distinction so that's always helpful, the heart-to-heart. Um, remember that one. We'll see. I, that one I added in. So, Eric, I hope you're okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so number four was – so when I was talking to him, I was saying that, you know, I have this similar thing because when I go out and I'm – it would just happen to be at a restaurant as well because I was thinking of that when the listener wrote in. Was I get really um, embarrassed and 
I don't know the word, but I, I guess embarrassed when someone's rude to a waiter. So if someone I'm with is rude to a waiter, I, I, I don't know. It's just one of those pet peeves of mine. And I think part of it's because I used to wait tables. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, you used to wait tables, right? Totally. Yeah. That, ooh, that is that is not an easy job. <laughs> yeah. I think we talked about that in our prior episode. So, you know, when you know what that feels like. And, you know, I think a lot of times it's just I see it as, well, it's not a big deal and let's, you know, and I make it mean this big thing. And so I said to him, like, well, how do I deal with that? And he just said, like, that I'm internalizing the embarrassment I feel because I feel like the person's being rude or whatever. And so he said, like, that behavior is not yours and the waiter will know that. And I was like, okay, well, that's that's a good perspective. And I'm always the person that's like overly nice, even if like even if the white stuff hasn't been ideal, I'm always like, oh, it's okay. So I, I probably err on the opposite side of that, which, you know, isn't always great either. Cause if someone's not treating you well, then, you know, but I thought that was interesting. I thought, okay, you notice that when someone else is around, so it's the same idea. If someone else is with you, you're not them. Yeah, no, I think that's huge. Like their behavior is not yours. Ooh. Like, that's yeah. good. That's a good little nugget to carry with you because I think that is a big one through all situations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And going back to the whole others are beyond our control. So, mm-hmm. um, and then the last one is, let's see, he said, even if she does feel the negative emotions arising because of her sister, she has the power to choose not to respond to it. And that is so true. And I think you know, you might feel the frustration, embarrassment, anger, sadness, whatever the emotion is, it's very real. It's like super in your body. And so for her, it was like, grab the bread, <laughs> you know, <laughs> eat the bread basket. And I know her and I know she's not a big carb eater. <laughs> so that was a big moment, you know, for her. And so it's so funny because of course he told us to breathe, which is often the advice that um, I give as well, especially coming from the yoga world. Almost all anger management, frustration management, anything to do with reactions, negativity, there's some huge component about breath in it. No matter where you look, wherever you research, breath is key. So breath will give you this space between um, like a pause between uh, reacting, saying that thing you maybe don't really want to say and taking a step back. The power to choose. The power to choose. Yeah, the power to choose. So, to choose so, the bread or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, so that's some wisdom again from Eric. Thank you, my friend, who is going to come on the podcast at some point. He is hopefully coming up for spring break, although we are staying at my parents. We are getting our kitchen remodeled. So, we'll see how it all goes. But eventually, we'll bring him on and we, we might just Skype him in and it'll be fun. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you're going to you're going to totally segue into something completely different. Oh, yes. All right. So our try this week is very fun. We want you to collect all of the little trial size free sample items that you have in your house. So get all of them together and then you have to decide. Do you want to trash them, donate them or here's the big one. Use them all. (laughs) Ooh. <laughs> I love it. I actually did this one recently because you and I had talked about it prior to the podcast and I had a 
ton of the little um, shampoo body wash things from Disney World. And I went to Disney World. Remember, that was like last year sometime I went to Disney World. But my mom loaded us up with all of these little travel size things. And I literally just put them in the travel drawer and left them there. So I got those bad boys out and I have been using them in the shower for the past couple of weeks and I am loving it because as soon as I'm done with it I'm like yes the weight is lifted and then I get another one out (laughs) oh yeah it well it's like the I don't know it was one of the first episodes we did we talked about going shopping in your own home and this is sort of a version of that because you get all these great little new products so you're like ooh, look at all this fun stuff sometimes it's just it's nice to use a different shampoo Oh, yeah. And then these are things that I wouldn't like we travel a lot, but I would literally never be able to use all of these if I took them with us every single time we traveled. There were just too many of them. So I had to get real and be like, all right, if we're using these, we got to use them here, too. Oh, yeah, totally. And that's something you want to think about is how often do you really travel and how much will you really use? Because a lot of times when you travel, especially if you travel to hotels, a lot of times people will just use whatever they have at the hotel I mean, I know I do this, like I bring my own and then if I like what's there, then I use theirs and then I end up bringing theirs back home because I liked it. And then you have like five more bottles so like, OK, well, but the next thing I travel, it's the same thing. So then all of a sudden you're like creating this massive collection that you really never use. So it's kind of helpful. And I think you could really pare it down to one trial size for each thing, like one shampoo, one conditioner, one hairspray, whatever. So you have one for everything and then you just replace it when you need it. But the key is resist the free. Ooh, that is super tough. I know, because it's free. You need to take it, right? I feel <laughs> obligated to take it when it's free, almost. Like, I need to put it in my bag. It's free. <laughs> I know. There's some something really strange about it, but I will tell you, since I've been cleaning out so much and I notice, like, this is a pattern of, like, every couple of years I'm doing these huge cleanouts. I'm like, why do I need to keep cleaning out? One is because I'm still, like, not letting go of stuff. The other day, I finally gave away all our games except for one. I just like kept taboo. That was it, which I still haven't played in like seven years. But <laughs> I kept one and I don't I mean, I had for the first time I donated like five and I thought I was awesome. And then I saved like four. And then yesterday I was like, no, down to one. Come on, let's get real. So some of it's just that is being more honest about it. But a lot of it is that you're bringing the same stuff back in. Right. So it's like the cycle. Totally. Just say no. It's okay to say no and not bring it. (laughs) Yeah. The trail sizes are big, especially because it's free. And so, yes, you can donate them. Like if the unused ones, a lot of times you can donate to shelters and things, Um, but they also end up going bad. I mean, products don't last forever, so you don't want to waste them. Take things. Oh, it's free. But then if you're not going to use it, then you're actually wasting it. Yeah. I mean, who's going to use a stinky body wash? Exactly. And then sometimes they're slimy and Oh yeah. Oh, just resist. Say no. <laughs> Say no. So okay, there we go. That could be um and the next time you see free, just say no. Oh, I love it. That should be a hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to finish us off with a shout out, a quick shout out to our contractor, Daniel, who is working on our kitchen. And he suggested donating all of our kitchen cabinets and the the countertops and the whole shebang to Habitat for Humanity, which I used to volunteer for when I was in college in my service fraternity. And I didn't even realize it hadn't even dawned on me that that was an option. Oh, that is super cool. I know. And my, my dad was telling his massage therapist and she was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even think of that. We, you know, so 
spreading it out, spreading the love, putting it out there for everybody. If anyone's doing any kind of remodeling, that's such a great thing. And they came today where supposedly I haven't seen their pictures yet and I haven't heard from them, but they ripping it all out. And it's just so nice to know that that kind of thing. It's such a big thing. And just to dump it is so sad. So hopefully yeah, it'll go. Normally when they do that, don't they just like tear it up, like beat it out of there? Yeah. A lot of times they just demolish demolish it and he said it's so sad to see he said if it's a really nice kitchen then a lot of times the the contractors and workers will fight over who gets to take it <laughs> you know like because most of the time you know pretty much 99.9 percent of the time the owners just want to get rid of it they don't care mm-hmm. but um anyway I just thought it was awesome and it, it's a little bit more work on his part and um waiting for them to do it but he you know is 100 percent behind reusing and all that kind of stuff so I thought that was awesome Oh, the feels goods. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. I guess that's it for this episode, right, Nicole? Yep, we're wrapping it up. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Spark. If you have a few extra minutes, please do an act of kindness and leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. You can find the show notes and very cool blog posts at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Coach A Wags. Remember this week to take the time to give thanks, raise a glass, and discover what it is that sparks you.